Board. This week, we talk about PSVR 2 coming to PC this year, rumors regarding the Switch 2's new release window, Nintendo suing the creators of the Yuzu emulator, and more. All of this tonight, but first, on to the new Beautiful Bean intro. Welcome to the place where PC and console gaming talk combine. This is the Orange Box Podcast, episode 21. I am your host, the man who, if he was a video game tree, would be an N64 tree. Nathan, also known as the Frozen Gamer 87. And joining me as always, the man who, if he was a video game tree, would have path ray tracing and still provide 60 FPS, Justin, better known as I am Zericon. How you doing today? How's your week been? Um, it's been different, uh, still some stuff going on and that sort of readjusted, uh, my schedule, things that I had planned on doing, um, so that sort of took up a good portion of my weekend, but, um, the rest of the week has been pretty nice, it's actually been getting a little bit warmer here, but starting tomorrow it's supposed to drop back down, uh, temperature-wise, and today was rather windy, rather rainy, but um, not not bad. It's been a quiet day, so though for work, so not bad. That's good. Yeah, I don't even remember what all I've been doing this past week, apart from just normal stuff. But of course, I started to feel a little bit under the weather yesterday, and it got to the point where I knew I probably wasn't going to be up for working today, so. I, you know, contacted my boss. It wasn't really a problem for me to take the day off, but, um, yeah, it's been kind of annoying because I don't get sick very often, usually, like, maybe a couple times a year, and when I do, usually it's, like, just in my throat, if anything, but occasionally there will also be, like, um, achiness and chills, and, um, the chills, like, hit me full force late last night, like, it I went to sleep around a quarter after nine and then I woke up at like midnight because I even under a bunch of blankets I was I was just chilled and so like I hop in the shower I'm like freezing to the point where I'm shaking so hard that I have a headache and I mean and then uh you know taking the hot shower helped a lot but definitely um I've had a couple more times like that over the past day and at least right now, I mean, I went from being super chilly to being, like, super warm. And right now, I'm just, like, at a comfortable temperature. So hopefully it'll stay that way. Um, I'm living off of Dayquil and cough drops right now. So <laughs> that's uh, pretty much how it's been for me. So what have you been playing this past week? All right, I initially started just doing some more uh, Death Must Die, getting back into that, just because I'm starting to... I, I think I'm at the point where pretty much most of my... most of the characters uh, all have at least a little bit of mythic gear, uh, rated gear, which is the highest uh, level of equipment you can have. So 
it's making the runs easier. I'm not completely winning them, but I'm getting better at them and I'm able to knock out some more achievements. So even though I said I was probably going to stop playing after my first win, uh, I think just because it's easier for me to get the rest of the achievements, I think I'll probably just plow through and get the rest of them from there. But um, yeah, that's that's been pretty good. I a friend of mine uh, the other day, he and I, we start went back and played a game of Total War Shogun 2, and we finally be beat the game. We finally beat the multiplayer campaign. Um, and this is actually something I didn't realize happened this long. Something we've been doing since last June. Now, granted, we haven't been playing consistently, uh, just something that we've been playing more on and off uh, here and there, but... It, it was very satisfying, especially considering the fact that we had a lot of problems in our gameplay, especially with uh, Rebels, part, particularly on my end, just because I had a lot of Rebels uh, that I had to deal with. But to finally, we finally went, we overtook Japan, and it was a satisfying feeling. I have no idea how people are able to go through campaigns 500 times to get achievements, but I'm just like... More power to you. I can't do that. I can't do that. But um, yeah, that, that definitely was a good time. I mean, looking back now, considering the fact that that was my first time playing a Total War game, if I played it again, it probably would be an easier experience. But I still think it's something that definitely would have taken uh, still some time to complete. But that was that. And I started playing uh, Armored Core 6 uh, Fires of Rubicon, and that's partially thanks to you, because when you told me about uh, Dark Souls getting a sale on Fanatical, I thought, let me just take a look and see if there's anything else from from software on there, and that was what I was at a good discount, and that's stuff I've been waiting for, so I bought the game, and I tried it on my Steam Deck, because even though I was a bit skeptical on how it would perform because of the fact that uh, Elden Ring was not hitting like 60 FPS and even with adjusting settings, I thought because the game is mission-based and an open world game, maybe it might be able to hit 60 FPS. So I started playing on there and it actually does hit 60 FPS inconsistently. Um, I still have to go back and tweak some settings and see if I can maybe get to be a consistent 60 FPS. But it will hit, for the most part, mid to high 50s, with some drops to the mid 40s. Uh, but it definitely can get up to 60 FPS and stay there for a good portion of the time. Uh, I, I am having a bit of difficulty with the gameplay just because I have to adjust to some of the controls, even though I've played something similar with um, Damon X Machina which is inspired by Armored Core. Uh, it's just some of the UI I have to get adjusted to, but it's fun so far. Um, it, it's definitely something If I, I would say that if you expect the game to be Dark Souls, discard those uh, thoughts at the door because this is a return to Armored Core. Maybe there's some Souls-like mechanics in there. I haven't really encountered that yet, but um, it definitely is an armored core game now granted i've only played one game that was masters of arena back on the ps1 but uh yeah I, I so far from what i'm playing i'm enjoying it and 
I'll probably play some more. Very nice. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those that looks cool, and I might check it out eventually. Hearing that you say that it's not really Souls-like at all is is good. Good to hear. Makes me more interested in it than I would be otherwise, but definitely cool to hear that. As for what I've been playing, um, so I went ahead based on the votes that I got from my poll and did a comparison for Skyrim uh, with the Switch versus the Steam Deck. And um, so I played basically just through like the opening part of the game until you get to uh, whatever that first village is. I can't remember for some reason. I'm, I'm blaming the cold, but... Um, yeah, so I just played through that, and I decided to mix things up a little bit, and um, I recorded the video in 4K60. Um, I hadn't done that previously since neither the Steam Deck or the Switch uh, hit 4K, but I decided, okay, I'm going to record in 4K, and then I'll just downscale the downscale it to 1080p so that it's still... Um, so you get all the fidelity of 4K, but condensed down and doing that down sampling it seems to create a better better picture quality so um yeah um on the steam deck get pretty consistent 60 fps i can't remember exactly what i did to um to actually achieve that because i couldn't remember how to get to the settings thankfully someone in my comments uh did point out how to get to that so i'll definitely look into that and and find the um, find the settings so I can add it to the video but and then switch of course it's 30 FPS but um, yeah good experience on both I mean you know the 30 FPS it's not ideal but I mean the game was originally 30 FPS anyway so there's that at least um, the switch version I know I mean I didn't do the comparison when I when I played it here because I was just really comparing how it looks on the OLED more than anything else and how it performs. But uh, the Switch does have like a few motion control related features f that are somewhat useful. S some of them are just very gimmicky, um, you know, motion controls and all that. But overall, I think it's I think it's a good port, and that's where I, I really played it was on Switch because of the portability. And I basically have never played much at all on, on PC apart from this. So there's that. Um, and then, of course, I played a bunch of Persona 3 Reload. Played that both on Steam Deck and on PC. Uh, I do have a couple of complaints. And they're really more minor because they're not, like, detrimental to the game per se. But more just kind of like things that, that they should fix. One of those is that, uh, you know, most games, you play it on Steam Deck, you play it on PC, it will maintain, it will do separate settings for each device. With this game, it carries over your, your graphical settings from one device to the other. So on PC, I'm, I'm running it at 1440p, basically, downscaled to 1080p, and then with 120 FPS, uh, frame cap and you know it's buttery smooth and everything but then when I go back down to Steam Deck it carried those settings back down 
which is not what I wanted, so I had to change the settings back to low and 60 FPS in order to get it performing better. So that's a bit annoying. It's the only game I've ever seen do that. Um, but what's also just more of a preference thing than anything else is the game has um, motion blur enabled by default, and it is not something that you um, you can disable in-game. You have to basically go into the config file in order to add something to the text to disable motion blur. And for me, that's that's more... It's annoying because not only am I just not really a fan of motion blur, but in this game, it actually kind of made me a little bit motion sick, which is not what I want. Anyway, so um, I disabled the motion blur on, on my desktop, and I intend to do the same on Steam Deck. I just haven't gone into desktop mode and found the file to to do that but yeah I, I wish that that was a graphical option you could change because I, I just I don't like motion blur and and it really is like a problem for me when it comes to wandering through the levels and all that but it, otherwise you know I, I really love the game I'm having a great time with it I mean it looks great it runs great um, you know great gameplay I've actually found myself enjoying grinding way more than I did when I played Persona 3 Portable. And it's just various quality of life features that they've added to make it easier to grind. Um, and not like easier, like the game is less difficult, just more like it doesn't feel quite as tedious. So I, I am very much enjoying that. Um, something else I played just a bit today was some Hades. And uh, the footage that I, I'm showing here is is not something I recorded today. It was something I recorded for uh, the comparison video, which is going up next week, next Monday. And, um, yeah, so um, I just, I kind of got, I was in the mood to play a little bit of Hades because I still haven't um, gotten the epilogue that you that you get in the game. Um, so, I mean, like, there's... You, you do the stuff so that you get to the outside, and I'm not going to spoil anything beyond that, but, you know, you get to the outside, and then the, the stuff related to that, and bring back a certain character. But then in order to get, like, the best possible ending, you have to max out the bond with all of the different, um, all the different gods, and I haven't yet maxed it out with all of them, so I just felt like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and run through for a bit, and just play some for the sake of of working towards that um and we'll, we'll see how how well i make it because you know getting those higher heat runs <clears throat> sometimes kind of tricky to to get all the way through and especially since i'm pretty rusty on the game too it's been a little while Especially when I get, like, weapons that I just haven't used as... I, I mean, like, I used all the time when I was playing heavily before, but, you know, I barely touched the game in, in quite some time, so... Anyway. But the big thing that I ended up playing a lot of this week that I wasn't really expecting to... Um, so I, I needed a game that I could play while I was... Well, like, we have a TV show going or we're listening to something in general... Because Persona 3, it's just like, I I can't do that. I, I can't pay attention to the story and listen to something else in the background. I just can't do that. So, 
I, I, I had thought initially about playing some more Dying Light, which I do want to do, but I just was kind of in the mood for something a little different, and I'd been watching some Dark Souls videos, so I, I, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play some more Dark Souls, and so I've, I've played that quite heavily. Um, I was able, I mean, I, <clears throat> I took out the, um, the Taurus Demon, you know, um, you know, one of the earliest bosses of the game, and took out, you know, like, three or four Black Knights, um, one of which I, I cheesed by having it run off the edge in, in Undead <laughs> Berg, um, then another one, I think two of them I took out legitimately, like, I actually killed them normally, one of which, one of which was just with, like, fireballs, because they were, they were really effective. Um, but then there's this one that's when you go in the tower leading up to Taurus Demon if you go down to the bottom of, of that tower there's there's the one um, Black Knight that has a club and a, and a big shield and he's like a huge pain in the butt to take out so I decided to use a cheese strat on him which I don't know why I never thought of this particular one before but um, it's the same cheese strat I use. I ended up using this time for <laughs> who I like to refer to as the Crapra Demon, um, <laughs> and that is throwing dung pies at him <laughs> so that he dies from poison. And it worked. It worked great for the Capra Demon. You 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 can you can throw it over the wall if if you have like the right spot. You can throw it over the wall, and then eventually he'll get poisoned, and you can just wait until until his health ticks down and he dies. Um, <laughs> and I used that same thing on that Black Knight because it was just like, okay, this guy's a pain in my butt. And, and the the Crapper Demon, um, I died to him so many times on the Switch version. I mean, I eventually beat him legitimately. I think I just you know did like the, the diving um, stab slash thing. But it's just like, it's you, you walk through that door and it's so difficult to get past him because he just comes right at you or the dogs come right at you. And ends up being a huge hassle. So I, I took him out with dung pies, and then took out uh, that one black knight with dung pies as well. And I uh, something that I didn't do in the Switch version, but decided to do this time was I uh, stood on that spot underneath the bridge by the Hellkite Dragon and shot off his tail so I could get the Drake Sword and. Um, Eventually ended up also grabbing as many arrows as I, I could afford and just very slowly took out the dragon with arrows. Um, if I had thought about it at the time, I probably would have used dung pies because that would have probably been way more effective and a lot <laughs> faster. Um, but I didn't. So anyway, so, so now I'm in the um, uh, the depths and just working my way down through there. Um, I did um, Lortrek or Lawtrek or whatever his name is. The guy with the golden armor set. You know, when, it, when he gets back to fire... Oh yeah, I took out the gargoyles, of course, too. Um, but he went, you know, he goes back to Firelink Shrine and I, I read up, you know, like, okay, you can take him out there, and but if you don't take him out there, then 
you basically would have to do it later in the game, and so I decided to take him out of the Firelink Shrine because you could just kick him off the edge, which is fantastic, um, to get his <laughs> his ring that gives, like, uh, like boosts several stats as long as you keep it equipped. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time with it for the most part. I mean, I'm still having you know, those times where I, I get frustrated and everything else, but for the most part, I'm just not worrying too much about all of that. Um, I, I'm already up to, like, level 33 or 34, which on the Switch version I was up to level 50. So it's like, I'm, you know, making good progress, and I definitely didn't die to the bosses as many times this time around as I did on the Switch version. In part just because of the fact that I... I know better how to deal with many of the enemies than I used to. And then also the Drake Sword, you know, even though it's not a good weapon for long term in the game, it is a pretty good weapon for early in the game. So it's been really helpful. Um, of course, the fact that it's very light and that doesn't you know, require a lot of strength to use or anything is very helpful. But I do have enough strength now to where I can use this Y-Hander. Um... And so I've tried using that a bit. I need to get my strength up a bit more so I can swing it um, easier. Because it's, it's like I can swing it. I have enough strength to swing it. But it's not... It's very slow. And it's not the ideal way. Um, but anyway. So, yeah. That's basically been my, my games for this past week. Very creative. I did not know about using uh, the Dung Pies on the Capra Demon, and I don't even blame you because that fight was... that that, that was a pain. <laughs> to it's the worst. With, so, yeah, I, I think that what, I think that this boss design uh, was, was was not great just because you're in that tight space you have to deal with the boss and the, what, two or three different dogs that yeah. attack you at the same time. Yeah, no, no. So I... I I, I can't even blame you for that shoot. I would have done it myself if I had known about that. I may use it on the uh, the Twilight Butterfly or whatever her name is too. I mean, I know she's she's not a hard boss, but um, even so, I might I might try taking advantage of that when I'm fighting her just for the sake of making it go a little faster. Because the thing is, is, basically, I'm I'm more or less playing catch up from where I was on the Switch. Except, you know, this time I haven't wasted any uh, souls on putting points into resistance and, <laughs> you know, things like that. So I can imagine the Dark Pies would probably be useful on the Drakes and the Valley of the Drakes, too. I don't know if it would work on the, uh, the Zombie Dragon, but I might try that as well. I, I don't know if it, that that might be immune to poison. I'm not really sure. Um, oh, yeah, I remembered the... Remember I talked about that enemy that's, like, metallic and has a spear and is, like, missing legs? The Titanite oh, Demon. Yeah. That's what it's called. Mm. And I did take out the one that was in um, in the uh, Undead Church or whatever it's called. So. Hopefully, when it, get, when it comes time to um, take out the one that's in the Catacombs, it'll be easier for me to do that. And that might be another situation where I just try to take advantage of dung pies. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, hey, if I, if I can use dung pies to take out as many enemies as possible, I will. 
<laughs> it's like I, I will I, I'm not above that. Like anytime I can save myself a little bit of time. Enemies are cheap in that game, I'm gonna be cheap with them as well. <laughs> anytime I can be. So Um anything else before we start getting into news? Uh, no sir. Alright, well, why don't you take us off? Alright, so tonight we are going to start off with the PSVR 2 coming to PC this year. So, Sony uh, announced that they are releasing updates uh, for the upcoming PS... Uh, for not for upcoming PS uh, play, PSVR 2 games. That's going to last time problem there. And they said, We're pleased to share that we are currently testing the ability for PlayStation VR 2 players to access additional games on PC to offer even more game variety in addition to the PlayStation VR 2 titles available through PlayStation 5. We hope to make this support available in 2024, so stay tuned for more updates. And uh, you you want you want to share your thoughts here first, or you want me to go? Well, yeah, sure. Um, There are definitely, like... I, I'm very glad they're doing this. Um, especially because it sounds like it's actually going to work with... VR games that aren't specific to PlayStation VR, which is really great. Um, like, I definitely... From, from everything I've heard, people have said that this is probably just about the best VR headset you can get, with the exception of, like, maybe the HTC Vive. Um, but that one's significantly more expensive. And the biggest problem with this one, of course, is, number one, the fact that it is, at least up to this point, has always required that you have a PlayStation 5. Um, so, you know, that's an extra 500 bucks. But then on top of that, it's also the fact that um, it doesn't support any PSVR 1 games. And so, if they're bringing this to um, PC, which, you know, they obviously they, they said they are, I think that that has the potential to be a, a big, like, a big deal, and I think it will sell really well. Um, Personally, I'm definitely someone where, because of how I feel about VR in general, with how it closes you off to the world around you, and of course I have, you know, a wife and kids, so I I don't want to be in that position where I'm completely closed off. Because you know, with any other game, I'm not. I mean, I can, I can still see and hear what's going on around me, can stop things easily. But if you have headphones on plus the headset and everything else, it's like, you, you don't, you lose the ability to monitor things. And I just feel like that's irresponsible for me to do that. So this is not something that I would buy, at least not anytime soon. I will say if this thing eventually drops down to like a hundred bucks, I would probably be all for it. I would love to try it because particularly like I want to play Half-Life Alex. That's the big thing above all else, since that's BR exclusive. Um, and from everything I can tell, this is a really great headset. A big, big leap over the first PSVR. Um, but really, that's the only way that I would do it. And otherwise, it's not really for me personally. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree uh, a lot with you. This definitely is a very good thing. It definitely, I think, can, has the potential to match... Because I don't know how many units the it sold on 
PS5 only, but I think it has the potential to match those sales, considering the fact that, uh, of course, if the games, you know, support it, 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 because there are a lot of games, there are more games for uh, VR on PC than the P than the PS5, so that would give no give players another uh, peripheral to use, and as you mentioned before, this is the best VR headset for the price performance. Um, so the fact that it's that Sony waited this long to put it on PC is crazy because it will definitely sell. Um, now, one thing that I actually kind of hope comes along would be games that have been only available on PC or PS5, uh, despite the fact that VR exists on PC. For example, um, Resident Evil 7 and 8, Capcom made VR versions for, and I think even Resident Evil 4 um, had VR uh, versions only for PS5, and despite the fact that VR does exist, as well as those games, uh, at least for the non-VR, on PC. So I hope that those we brought over as well, uh, that definitely would get people to play those games again because of the fact that we can finally play the games in this experience. Uh, and I think this is just overall a good thing. There were people who were saying that, oh, you can't, I remember seeing PlayStation fanboys who said, oh, you can't play, you can't use the PS5 on PC because it's just not compatible and Sony can't do it or won't do it because it doesn't work. And now Sony's going out of their way to get it on there. So yeah, yeah, I guess there goes another exclusive, <laughs> you might say. But um, yeah, I'm definitely glad to see it. And the fact that they're releasing it this year is also great. It's a whole lot sooner than we probably would have expected, <laughs> especially considering the fact that, I mean, Grant's, I don't know how long they've been doing it. They didn't share how long they've been working on this, but the fact that it's just coming this year is shows that either some work has been done or it has been a whole lot easier than we've been led to believe. So I'm happy there. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a smart strategy for Sony. I'm looking forward to the salt, though. That's going to be loads of fun. <laughs> All right. And so moving on to the next topic. So uh, it has been leaked that uh, from a uh, person who's been doing some leaks for Sega games and rumors, uh, Person leaked. this person leaked that the Nintendo Switch 2 is releasing in March 2025. Uh, and uh, this... Originally, the game was, or I'm sorry, the Switch 2 was rumored to be coming out this year, but then there were other rumors saying that it would be delayed and pushed back into 2025. And uh, the Japanese uh, news uh, news publication Nikkei claimed that Nintendo was aiming to release the Switch 2 in March 2025. And Midori, the person who is the Sega leaker, uh, claims to also back this up and say that yes. The Switch 2 is releasing in March 2025. In addition to that, the leaker stated that the that Nintendo plans to announce and reveal the Switch 2 this June. Additionally, uh, with Nintendo also announced the release or re announced the release month of the Switch 2 to its uh, publishers and partners, and they were all surprised uh, about this because they were also expecting the Switch 2 to come out sooner than that. 
And the reason for the pushback to March was because Nintendo didn't want to worry about any sort of production issues. They wanted to make sure that they had enough units available for people to buy. And additionally, it's stated that, or suggested that, the Switch 2 might slip into quarter two of 2025, depending on whether or not Nintendo can actually meet that demand, if they're able to produce enough units by March or not. So that's something that is possible. That, that's something that is going to have to wait and see more. In addition to that, uh, Midori also announced that Nintendo, or Sega, I should say, is going to have strong support for, for the launch of um, the Switch 2, saying that Persona 3 Reload and Metaphor ReFantasio uh, are in development for Switch 2. And they didn't also state on whether or not, um, uh, or whether this would also be part of the lineup, or, or at least initially, but they did say that those games would be coming over. So, yeah, that's, that's the news for there. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad now that we didn't end up covering the rumors about Switch 2 last week, because basically <laughs> this week it just added on to what we already had. And uh, Midori has been has been a really uh, accurate leaker so far, especially when it came to like Persona and everything else, uh, Shin Megami Tensei as well. Um, in fact, I think uh, Midori was one of the main people who talked about Shin Megami Tensei 5 getting those ports before it was officially revealed last week um and so like um so a couple things i want to say about this number one is i think that nintendo releasing the switch 2 in march of next year is the perfect time um do it as close to the anniversary of the original switch release as possible i think that's the perfect plan for them to do that um because the Switch had so much hype around it when it when it got released. I mean, it started, of course, with that fantastic reveal for the Switch that they that they did in October of 2016, and just like how it ended up being, I mean, it was something that so many people wanted, and um, it was just a complete tone shift from what they did with the Wii U. Just how poorly that was advertised, because. Even though you and I both liked the Wii U, the fact of the matter is it was very poorly advertised. It was not well explained. A lot of people didn't even know that the Wii U was a new console. And the Switch just had, like, perfect marketing from the start. And that's the reason why it's sold so well so far. I mean, it's easily over 130 million units already. Um, it has the potential to end up... Um, potentially surpassing the ps2 we don't, we'll have to wait and see if that actually happens even if it doesn't i mean it's still immensely impressive it's already you know well outsold the wii which was their best-selling console before this uh, you know excluding handhelds and um so yeah i i think that i i mean i'm hoping that they do actually reveal it in june even though it's not supposed to be coming out till march of next year just because i'm really curious to see what it is they're going to do differently um, the fact that Midori is saying that both Persona 3 Reload and Metaphor ReFantasio are supposed to be coming to Switch 2, not surprising at all, um, considering the fact that we've gotten the other Persona games on Switch and they've done really well. 
And initially, you know, before the, the Steam Deck got an OLED, I, I really wanted Persona 3 Reload on Switch because of the OLED screen. And then, you know, of course, Steam Deck did the OLED and I didn't need to get it for Switch. But I'm definitely curious to see what the port's going to look like. And obviously a lot of it's just going to depend on what exactly is under the hood with this new Switch, whether or not it uses a sort of upscaling technology like has been rumored. Um, I think that it has the potential to be, like, an extremely good port, and I just, I think there's just, in general, a lot of potential for this new Switch to be a really fantastic system, and even though I personally will not be getting one at launch unless they do an OLED model, I definitely am looking forward to seeing what they have coming up. Yeah, I, I agree that March would be a great time because of the anniversary, and like you mentioned, the Switch had a great marketing campaign before the launch. I mean, of course, they had the trailer, the initial trailer back in October, but then they also had the Super Bowl ad as well, and that was that, that really made it even more popular. And then it also helped that Nintendo also did uh, the tours across the country and stuff where you could actually go out and try out the Switch before the release date and that actually that, that 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 was great and i even um had a chance fortunately there was one that was close enough to where i live where i was able to go out and try uh different games and try out the switch so nintendo really put everything they had into hyping up the system and if they could do something similar to the switch 2 granted there's a larger time gap if it is revealed in june there's a whole there's a long time gap but i think that they could really just build up use that time to just constantly build up momentum and build up the hype and that's just consistently getting bigger and bigger so i think that that's fine enough that they can do that um of course having to wait what maybe about mm, over over half a year though that that is a bit of a long wait so i definitely hope that they are able to sell it in March because if you have to go from waiting in June to March for the Switch 2 but then it gets pushed back to quarter 2025 which you know doesn't necessarily mean April it could actually mean being bumped up back up to June so having to wait a whole year for uh, to get the get get the console it hopefully won't come to that uh, but March definitely would be a great time, and especially if it is if they're able to use something like DLSS, even if it's not 3.0. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think it will be 3.0, but even if it's just 2.0, I think that still could be a game changer for um, playing some games, especially if they're going to uh, play games that that aren't on the Switch Deck. So, like for example, say that. Um, that say for example they brought over Elden Ring um, to switch to if they brought over um, any other game that has been on just Xbox and PlayStation but weren't brought over to switch that could be a good chance to bring those games over and people can do it and even this um, games that have only been available through their uh, cloud services so like Resident Evil 7 and 8 those have only been available uh, through the cloud. If 
gamers could actually play the games natively on the deck without having to stream it at all. That would definitely be a game changer right there. So hopefully, I mean, I, I think this definitely could be true, but uh, hopefully it is. And it'll be very interesting to see what happens in June. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it would not surprise me in the least if they end up pushing the reveal back because of the fact that they're not, you know, supposed to not be releasing it till March. I do not think that there is much chance of it being delayed past March. Um, mostly because I think the only real reason they would be delaying it that far back in the first place is just because they want to have, um, you know, the greater availability and more, um, more games available at launch, you know, across the board. So it's kind of one of those things where it's hard to say for sure exactly what's going to happen. Um, but I, I think a March release not only makes sense, but it's it's very likely. And they could very well just do a complete repeat of what they did with the original Switch, reveal it in October, and then release it in March. Maybe do, you know, like a showcase thing in January, just like they did with the Switch. I mean, I, I think that realistically, that would be the smartest move for Nintendo to make. That doesn't necessarily mean that they'll do that because Nintendo's not always smart. But <laughs> I think that with the way they just completely knocked it out of the park with the Switch, I think they could very easily repeat that success with the Switch 2. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I, I think that um, even though it's undoubtedly going to be underpowered, I still believe that Nintendo has some surprises up their sleeve, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Yep. And speaking of Nintendo, so <laughs> Nintendo is suing the creators of the Switch emulator Yuzu, and they're saying that their tech illegally circumvents. Uh, their software encryption and facilitates piracy. Um, they've sent out, they've, they've sent out a copy, or at least there is a copy of the uh, of the lawsuit going around. And like, let me look at this here. Like, um, they mentioned the fact that uh, for Tears of the Kingdom, when that before that came out, the game was leaked and it was uh, distributed online, and people were, you know downloading it, playing it, and they, that usually was mentioned, and I think it was there were about 1 million uh, downloads of the game. This is, of course, before uh, the game was released, and so they're, say, they're saying because of that, uh, it, 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 people also were, people also uh, had to avoid social media to avoid spoilers, and they also said, uh, Nintendo also said, to be clear, there is no lawful way to use users to play Nintendo Switch games, including because it must decrypt the game's encryption. So, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's what Nintendo's doing now. Well, I mean, this is definitely a situation where it's hard to say whether or not they really have a case. Because, I mean, I think on the one hand, yes, absolutely, there's been a lot of people who have pirated the game. But... We don't know, for example, how many people um, still bought the game. We don't know how many people um, would have bought it in the first place. 
and how much of a difference Yuzu existing would make. And I know that Yuzu isn't the only Switch emulator, it's just basically the more popular one because as far as what I've heard, it runs games better. Um, now, personally, I've never emulated, never done any Switch emulation, mostly just because the only real reason for me to feel like I need to do something like that is if it gave me something significant that I couldn't already have with the Switch. And yes, of course, obviously, better performance, better visuals. I mean, that's a given. But to me, that's not significant enough, especially when I already have a portable version. Now, if there was no portable version of the systems, I mean, of these games, and um, basically... And it was just the Switch was essentially the same thing as the other consoles. Then yeah, I, I probably would consider at least trying to emulate because better visuals, better performance. Um, but because of the fact that I have a Switch, it already runs the games normally, and I'm not really about pirating games that I can still purchase. That's just me personally. Like I, I understand different people have different convictions on the matter. Um, I, like, I've definitely heard the arguments that piracy is more, um, you know, like, is better, like, is even a moral, a good thing. Yeah, I'm so-so on those arguments. I think some of the arguments are reasonable, but in general, to me, it's just, it's theft. Now, I don't think that the emulator itself is the problem, because the fact is, is that some people also, you know, they still buy the games, they're just... They're, they pay the pay for the game legitimately. Even if they download an illegal copy of the game, they own the game. So basically, they're just they have a digital backup of their physical game or their digital game, as the case may be. And so, the emulator itself isn't really necessarily a problem. And I don't think that I I, I think the big problem with Nintendo's argument is that it makes it seem like people would not do this if this emulator didn't exist. And the reality is there would just be another emulator. Because, because the fact that the Switch is outdated tech, you know, a lot of systems, even weaker systems, can emulate. Even phones can emulate the Switch. So, anyway, that's basically my thoughts on the matter. Yeah, it, it definitely... It, this, uh, to me, was just... It, this was just another uh, example of every time I almost went to root for Nintendo, or even I even dare say enjoy, because until up until I actually saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, um, except for Metroid, I actually had little. I, I, I had little interest in anything Nintendo just did, just because. After the incident with the Super Mario Brothers 3D All-Stars uh, incident, just because of how they removed it completely from stores and they only made a limited amount of copies, I just got so turned off by Nintendo that I really just wanted nothing to do with them. And the fact that even if I was going to say, theoretically, if I wanted to like say pirate their games, I wouldn't even do that just because I felt so against Nintendo that... I just couldn't even find myself that I would be able to enjoy the games. Uh, but after watching Super Mario Brothers movie, I actually felt a resurgence of how I used to feel when I actually enjoyed playing Nintendo games. I was like, 
wow, you know what? I want to go back and play some of my older Mario Brothers games. Like, I actually had a good time with that. That was great. That was fun. Um, but them doing this definitely really rubbed me the wrong way. And I really think that, as you mentioned, of course, how things go and how we think things go are two completely different things. But I don't really think, feel like Nintendo would should have a case here because of the fact that, as you mentioned, Yuzu is an emulator. It is not actually providing copies of the game. It is not um, telling you uh, how to pirate the games. It's not doing anything. It's just an emulator that you that you just play games. Uh, how you provide those games or how you use those, how you obtain those games, it's up to you. If you want to download the game, if you want to rip them or uh, dump them from your own cartridges, like how you do it is is up to you but you still take those roms and you play them in there that's all it is and it's really interesting considering the fact that nintendo uses emulators themselves they used it uh for their games for the nes classic and the snes classic they use emulators they use snes uh i'm sorry sne9x for the super nintendo emu uh super nintendo classic and i can't remember which one they use but they definitely use a known emulator for the N nes classic so nintendo to say oh emulation's bad it's it, is it only bad when you do it nintendo it, when everyone else does except for you um and also uh S sony did something similar they tried to sue um a developer for uh uh, for the PlayStation, for a PlayStation emulator, and they lost that case. Um, now, granted, Nintendo may or may not be thinking that they can win this case, but they probably just want to at least drag it out in court and, you know, watch the creators bleed money as they try to fight the lawsuit, um, which really is just a scummy move in of itself. But even if they get, if they win the case and they get user shut down, as you mentioned, there are other emulators like. I actually didn't use uh, use. I actually used Ryujinx because that one, I was actually able to get that one set up because uh, even though I had it pre-ordered three times, <laughs> I had seen that there were copies of Metroid Dread. I thought if I felt tempted enough to try out the game before my three copies of Metroid Dread arrived and I went to just like just to get a little taste of it the game uh before I played it I was like maybe I'll do that but the, the point I was making there's that that's not the only one and the fact that Yusu also is open source means that people can take the source code and then just make it uh put it out there under a brand new name <laughs> that like you're not going to win anything there Nintendo um and I mean, also, another thing is, how about this? If you see that there is demand for people to play these games on something that's not a Switch, and if you see that 1 million people downloaded the game on something that's not the Switch... Now, granted, as, as you also mentioned, we don't know... or we, we don't know how many people, you know, bought the game uh, later on for the Switch or whatnot. But if you see that there's demand there... Why don't you cater to that demand? That that is that that would be potentially a million copies that you could have sold, and even still going further, still there probably are people out there who say, "Eh, I'm not interested in pirating the game. I don't want to pirate the game. I'm not. I I don't think that's 
right but at the same time i don't like the switch i don't necessarily want to play it on a weak hardware on a weak console so i'm not just not gonna buy it either but but if those people are saying if you ported it over say pc and those people said hey you know what i i want to play the game um i didn't want to buy a switch but since the game has been brought over i'm willing to pay nintendo the money and buy the game play it and whatnot that's 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 a whole new audience that you could be getting reaching out toward and you know snatching up and microsoft's done it it took sony a long time but they're seeing the lights nintendo could def i'll be i'll actually i actually think that nintendo has the potential to sell more games on pc than sony and microsoft just because their games really reach across all all types of gamers and all types of demographics sure they they might not be you know necessarily the hardcore games but at the end of the day they're still games that are fun and that you know parents can play with their kids it's not something like you know oh this is something that you know my kid can't play it because it's just not for them because it's something that's a little more too mature for them this is a game that the kids can play as well as their parents and if it's a multiplayer game which nintendo definitely does they can play those games together imagine playing um mario kart on your pc with your kids like that that's such a missed opportunity that nintendo is doing so they're buying themselves in the foot uh shooting themselves in the foot if if they went to i i really hope they lose this lawsuit um it, i think that's just completely ridiculous um and also just as a just in case in the event that the that yuzu does lose the lawsuit i already took the liberty of downloading the uh the source code from their github so i was like yeah i'll just have that archive that and i'll just save it for like whenever if i ever decide to use it so that, that, that that's completely what i think there yeah something else that i thought of that um is also a, a point that could be made towards nintendo you know that is against them is that some people will they'll download the game they'll try it out and then if they like it they'll go buy it i mean i can tell you that when I was a kid, particularly in my early teen years, and I first learned about emulation, there are a number of games that I played for the first time through emulation, and then later when I could actually afford to buy them, I bought them. And sometimes I even bought them multiple times. I think that, I mean, that's not going to be the case for everybody because a lot of people, you know, they just don't want to spend the money. But, you know, for me, at least that was the case. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely going to be something that we'll have to just wait and see. I don't think that the court date has been set just yet, but um, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely will say that I agree with you. I don't want Nintendo to win this because they just they just shouldn't. I mean, the, the emulator itself is not illegal. And it's not, I mean, no one is required to, I mean, it doesn't tell people this is how you download the ROMs necessarily. It doesn't have any way to download the ROMs specifically. People can very well just, you know, 
rip, rip their own copies, things like that. I mean, there are a variety of ways to make that work. And honestly, I would not be in the least bit surprised if down the line when Nintendo gets to two gens from now, they decide to use the source code from Yuzu to put a Switch emulator in whatever it is they release. I could see that happening. I just... I, I think that it's... A pr there's a pretty good chance of that. It's like, you know, you, you know this works well, and so here you go. <laughs> but... I don't know. Anyway. I will say, though, I would love to see the day that Nintendo announces its first game coming over to PC. Even even if it was sometime after it came to Switch. Or Switch 2. You know, Nintendo releases their first game on PC. I can just hear the meltdown, the salt, and the tears. Um, particularly, like, Harmon Smith. Yes. I mean, since, since he's such a... Ugh. But... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So for the last topic of the day, and this actually, there is a slight change here just because there was some last minute uh, news. So just to start off with what has happened, uh, a ransomware group known as uh, Magalevich uh, posted a message on a darknet site, site leak saying that they had that they had hacked epic games and that they had stolen a that they had stolen a lot of information and that included um uh, com cu primarily customer information like uh names payment information and also i think it said 189 gigabytes worth of data uh source code and other data oh, also i'm sorry also forgot to mention that uh, email passwords and full name of people of customers was also leaked and they also they said that they would um, the data is for sale and for any employee of the company or someone who would like to buy the data and that they were going to sell it for fifteen thousand dollars and they only said that they would they would they would sh they would sell it if the person buying the data would provide proof of that they were actually able to pay that amount of money. So that's what originally happened. However, in an update, Epic Games responded and said that we are investigating, but there is currently zero evidence that these claims are legitimate. Ma oh, sorry. Magalevich has not contacted Epic or provided any proof of the veracity of these allegations. When we saw these allegations, which were a screenshot of a dark web webpage and a tweet from a third party, we began investigating within minutes and reached out to Magalevich for proof. Maglovich has not responded. The closest thing we have seen to a response is this tweet, where they allegedly ask for $15,000 and proof of funds to hand over the purported data. So that is the update. And also, as one last thing, uh, the hacker group has given a deadline of March 4th for people to buy the data, um, but they have not stated what they would do if their demands have been met or not. All right. Well, first of all, I'm going to say I. I mean, Epic may say that there's no proof of this, and and it could very well be this hacker group hasn't provided any proof. 
It may even be that, I mean, like, they're not even desiring to go to Epic. They're just trying to sell the information, and that's that. But um, when Epic says that this hasn't happened, I don't trust them. They, they have not demonstrated anything to indicate that they're trustworthy, particularly when it comes to just the security of their store, and they have been hacked before. So, I mean, of course, we'll wait and see. You know, March 4th rolls around, assuming there isn't any, assuming they don't provide any proof before then. We'll see what happens. My guess is that if they have it, it's just going to get leaked on the 4th. And so by the time we record the next episode, we'll have confirmation one way or the other. Um, the fact that this group has confirmed as having hacked other things, including Nissan, um, tells me that they could very well be telling the truth. And because of, I mean, we, we know the kind of issues that Epic Games has. I just... I, I'm I'm more of the opinion that this is probably true rather than not. But we'll have to wait and see, I guess. I'm I'm actually going to disagree. I, at least I'm hoping I'm really hoping that Epic is being honest. I, I really want them to be honest in this case because I, I I think it would be complete you would have to be morally bankrupt. Uh, to say that this leak is not true when the claim is that they have stolen names, email addresses, and payment information of a lot of customers. Um, and that, like, having your information out there is a very serious thing, and it's something that I would not wish on anyone. So I'm really hoping that Epic is not just trying to bluff and actually is, 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 is actually serious and being honest for us. Unless for some reason it's somehow a leak that they actually haven't been able to find how it got leaked or how this information um, was stolen. But I, I really want to give them the benefit of the doubt here on this. Um, it, it definitely could be true. It definitely, as you mentioned, they've hacked other people before. But considering the fact that how, for example, with the Insomniac leaks, there actually was some evidence of what had happened uh, uh grant as you said uh the group didn't contact epic so it might just so they might not be trying to get any sort of ransom demand from epic directly but i'm hoping that it really is just a bluff um that I, i'm hoping that the group hasn't actually done this but if epic is if epic is just trying to save face that really that's really just gonna put me get put them in a lower position than i actually possibly thought that i could think of them for them because how are you going to do this like i there's so many different things about the company i dislike but to actually you know gamble your own customers uh data is wow really it's really gonna be it's really gonna take the cake there um but yeah it, it could be true i'm just really hoping that's not true, especially for Epic's sake, because if this is true and millions of people see what they've uh, done, considering the fact that the Epic Game Store has not been profitable for them, uh, you know, even even with having all these free games, they are at overall just, you know, selling a loss because people just don't use the store. And if the store isn't safe, then... 
that's just really going to continue to bleed any potential customers that they could have had. So for their sake, the the, the leak better better just be a hoax. Um, otherwise, ouch. Um, but yeah, if anyone is impacted, I, I I truly you really have my sympathies if your information has been leaked in that regard. Yeah, I th I mean my I guess to kind of like rephrase what I was meaning to say, it's not so much I think necessarily that Epic is trying to pull a wool over on people, but at the same time, um. I don't know. I, 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 I'm still just... Maybe it's because I have such a bias against the Epic Games Store and, you know, the issues that they already have. But I just... I'm not... I'm not in a position where I believe that this couldn't have happened. And just because they haven't found the evidence yet, because, you know, the group hasn't contacted them, um, you know, there could be any number of reasons for that. It could just be because this is a smaller group and they haven't gained enough notoriety to where they can demand more money. But, I don't know. I mean, I obviously, I hope that it's not true. I just have a hard time believing that it definitely isn't true when we already know that the Epic Games Store has security issues and they have had their store hacked before and customer information leaked. So, yeah. All right. All right, anything else you want to talk about before we close out for the night? Uh, no sir, I think I think I'm good on my end. All right. Well, obviously it's going to be a shorter show tonight, but you know, considering the fact that I've been sick, it's probably better that we're going a bit shorter. Um, so, recommendations and dissuasions. All right. So I'm actually going to have one main recommendation that I had uh, on my mind, but I'm also going to attach two bonus ones as well. So my initial recommendation is something that I am sort of pulling back from something that we talked about or that was something I talked about earlier on in our series and that is uh, I, I want to recommend that you don't give up if you have fallen out of say working out now that's something that because of stuff that I've been that's been going on with me personally uh, it's sort of threw my workouts into a bit of a flux and I wasn't really consistent and I've been getting back into it but it has been just like getting back to say like for example the weights that I used to lift before it was a bit more difficult and I want to recommend that you push through it because it won't take long before you actually are able to get back to where you were before um, and like for me for example it only took me about four days or four workout sessions before I was actually able to be more comfortable with uh, where I was before as opposed to when I had started getting back in and it felt like it really was starting to like it, it, it was wearing me out uh, more easily so I definitely want to recommend that you don't give up and fight through it because you will feel a whole lot better once you're able to get over get over that hurdle of uh, being able to 
get to where you were in your workouts and just being able to continue to build off from there. So that is my initial recommendation. My second recommendation was something that I'd been, had uh, popped into my mind a little bit earlier uh, in the week. And that actually is to, I, I seriously went to recommend checking out, uh, ch checking out Nathan's content. I mean, seriously, the fact that he has his cooking channel, he has, and I mean, I'm, of course I'm possibly, you know, jumping the gun here, but he has three ch channels in addition to the podcast that he, that, you know, he's editing and working for. He's doing all this stuff. Like this takes a lot of time. So I really, really would like to recommend that you check out his content because he puts out a whole lot of work and effort into the video. So I, that's just something I also wanted to put out there. Um, and as my second bonus recommendation, something that is just trailing off of something we just talked about, possibly consider getting uh, digital, uh, digital credit cards, digital um, debit cards, stuff like that, because it definitely can help if you're, say, shopping online and you don't actually feel completely comfortable with using your own personal debit or credit card um, to just, you're like, in case you were worried about, like, oh, my information could be stolen. If you have a digital one, you know, you could lock it to that, use that one, especially for that store. So that way, if anyone tries to run off with it, if your card, like for one that I have, I can set limits to how much I can spend on there, so it's easier to have, it's easier to like just make sure that nothing gets overspent. And also for the ones that I use, they're locked. Once you use a transaction on a particular store, it's locked in there. So if the information is stolen, they cannot use it on a different store because that virtual card only works on that particular store. So uh, the one that I actually use are from privacy.com. It's the, that's where I use my uh, or where I use um, digital um, digital cards. So use that. I'm sure there are other ones out there as well, but that's just the one that I use. So that's my bonus recommendation there. All right. I'm not really sure what you're counting as three channels on top of Orange Box for me. Well, really? I was counting that one as, as part of it. Well, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, it's three total right now. I mean, yeah. I, I, I do stuff for my church as well but that's not like extensive editing it's basically just po i mean you're taking the sermon from sunday recording it and then putting a front a thing on the front and then a thing on the end and posting that so i don't count that um but yeah okay well i appreciate the recommendation on that front and um yeah with the, with the whole working out thing I think I might, I mean, we'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow, but I might actually have to skip tomorrow because this is one of the rare times. I, well, I mean, I, I have not skipped one yet. Like, typically I was doing a full body every other day. And I've been doing it since, since September. If I skip tomorrow, that would be the first time. And it's mostly because I'm sick and also because I made a really um, poor decision when it came to doing squats and so my thighs are incredibly sore and it's like I, I struggle to get up and sit down right now <laughs> um by the way my recommendation um had it on my brain I forgot to write it down earlier um uh oh yes if, if you 
Um, if you play Dark Souls, cheese bosses wherever you can. <laughs> Especially if that's using dung pies, because it's like, hey, if you can poison them with poop, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, that's my recommendation. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, just quick uh, comments there. You know, I, I'm now wondering if uh, I, I mean I haven't played far. You you might have encountered this character already in Elden Ring, but um, the loathsome dung eater. Uh, I, I I'm now wondering if if that if that's just going to be your uh, the, I guess uh, be a character that you really resonate with uh, just because he possibly just throws around dung eyes. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever encountered that one. Yeah, I just saw, remember seeing him in uh, the intro film, and so I'm like, huh, I wonder what that boss is about, <laughs> or what that character is about. Okay. Alright, dissuasion. My dissuasion is if you are moving out of a house, and uh, for whatever reason, and there are certain things that should be in the house or, or rather certain things or, or a company tells you that you should not remove that particular item do not remove that item uh, so over the weekends working with moving and some stuff like that and one of the things that was going to be happening was setting up the internet so I was helping out with setting up the setting up the router however one of the components that we had actually had to hook up to the router had was missing it wasn't there and we went to Verizon store and said hey here's something that's missing and the person said oh that's something that should be there uh, unfortunately people take that out of the house even though they're supposed to leave it um, and the fact that the item actually is uh, supposed to be nailed or it's supposed to be just be affixed to the house itself so people can't remove it but <laughs> it was removed um it, it really made things uh really difficult for getting the internet set up and the fact that we actually had been given the person who was working there gave us a a replacement for it to use grant although unfortunately it wasn't able to be used because that had already been locked to a particular address so we actually had to get um, get, get, get a technician to come in, come over and actually get us a new one and set it up. So, yeah, if, if, if your internet prov uh, service provider or any other, um, any, any other part of any service you provide for your house tells you to leave a particular thing there and not take it with you, don't take it with you, please. You're just going to make it harder for the people who come in after you. All right. Well, my dissuasion is if you are going to try and do squats, don't make the mistake I did. Make sure that you look up some tips on how to do it properly so that you're not injuring your muscles or well, maybe not injuring, but you're not so sore that you basically can't do squats or bend over or, you know, sit down or get up easily because of how much pain your thighs are in. So that's my dissuasion. Don't 
don't mess up on squats. Make sure that you look it up. There's a lot of other things where it's easier to, like if you make a little mistake, I mean, short of injury, you can typically create it with a little bit of recovery time. But this one is just like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's been like, I had issues before when I tried to do it and I never thought to actually look up tips on how to do it because I thought, oh, this isn't that difficult. You know, it's like, okay, I can do them. But every time I've ended up doing them, I've always ended up super sore. Whereas my other workouts, it's like, okay, you know, I'm a little bit sore after, but I recover within, you know, by the time I need to do it again. And this is just different. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Anything else before we close out for the night? Uh, no, sir. Well, where can people find you? Uh, you, people can find me on my channel. I am Zericon. That is I A M X E R A C O N. So YouTube.com forward slash at I am Zericon. As I mentioned before, I had things had been crazy over the weekend, so I was not able to get out my video on uh, why you shouldn't work or why or why you shouldn't work for the Joker. But I do have at least the scripts already written up so all i have to do is just um record audio edit the video and whatnot i might push it back because i feel like because there, there's another topic that i want to put another video out for so i might save uh, the joker video for next week and put out a another video for this weekend but um but i'll see i'll see Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Well, you can find me on YouTube at the Frozen Gamer eighty seven. Uh, as I've stated previously, I've been putting out the Steam Deck OLED versus Switch OLED comparison videos. The most recent one that went up was comparing uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim for both versions. That's a, a cool comparison to look at. Um, next one that's going up next Monday, since I've shifted the release date for those to Mondays um, is going to be Hades. So it's a great comparison. Definitely worth checking out. Um, and you can also find my YouTube channel at NABD Cooking. That's not authentic, but delicious. Um, most recently, I put out a recipe for a leftovers breakfast burrito, or rather two leftovers breakfast burritos, two different ones. And the next one I'm planning to put up is smoked brisket. Um, unfortunately, the one issue I'm having right now is that there's some coughing in the background and it's not something that I can remove as easily as I was able to with um, with the Dark Souls comparison because it's like right in the middle of me talking. So I may have to re-record some audio for that, but either way, um, I'm planning to get that up and then after that, the following week, I'm planning to put up a barbecue brisket pizza, which uh, there's this there's this uh, chain of general stores around here called Casey's. It's a Midwestern thing, as far as I know. And they make a barbecue brisket pizza. And so this is basically what they do, but it's even better because it's all homemade. I mean, you know, homemade barbecue sauce. Home smoked brisket. I mean, the cheese isn't homemade, and jalapenos aren't pickled myself, but I mean, it's got homemade barbecue sauce, um, 
smoke homemade smoked brisket um then chopped onions cheese jalapenos and then homemade ranch on top and it's it's absurdly good like it is so good <laughs> one one of my favorite pizzas that i've ever had so anyway look forward to that um that is about it as far as i can think of but i do have cold brain right now so it's not it's very possible i'm forgetting something all right, last chance. Anything you need to mention before we go? Um, no, no, I think I'm good. All right. Well, I am the Frozen Gamer eighty seven. That is I am Zaracon. We are the Orange Box Podcast. And until next time, don't get a cold if you can help it. Orange Box Podcast out. <laughs>